What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Mindful podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Bishkay, and I just want to first acknowledge that there was not an episode last week, and I'm so sorry. My in-laws were in town. It's no excuse, but we were touring them around, super busy, didn't have a chance to batch before they came and record a few. So uh, here we are. So I'm trying to play catch up a little bit. It was so fun having them around, but I'm sure you can relate when you have people in your space as awesome as they are. You're always happy to get that space back and have your routine back. So as an anxious, you know, overachiever myself, I am so attached to my routine and I, I love it. And so I'm, I'm super pumped to get back into it this week. So yeah, here we go. Also in other news, I hired a podcast assistant. I'm so excited to bring her onto my team. Her name is Rai. She's fantastic. So the podcasts are going to look a little bit different from here on out. I'm still going to be doing solo episodes, meditations, and some guest episodes too. You might just notice a few changes here and there with she's helping me kind of optimize a few things. So super excited to bring her on. So let's get into this episode. This is something I've been thinking about doing, doing content on for a while, just things that can make anxiety worse. So the, this episode is going to be about seven things that can make your anxiety worse. So things that can make anxiety worse, we're going to be going into the weather, news consumption, skipping workouts, not eating enough, hormone imbalance is like a really big one, and then dun-dun-dun, coffee. Uh, So I'm definitely detoxing this week after my in-laws have left, and I'm on the dandelion root tree or (laughs) dandelion tea uh, train and trying to give up coffee for a little bit just to kind of regulate my body. I was drinking like maybe four to five cups a day, which is a lot for me. And my mugs are like not super small. So I need to kind of walk the walk here and detox my body from, from caffeine. So hence the dandelion root tea. That's, that's something that's been super helpful for me. So we're going to kind of get into just a few of these things that can make anxiety worse. Also, if you're watching the video and not just listening, I apologize. My hair is like soaking wet. I went for a swim this morning, trying to do my Ironman training, went for my first pool swim in quite a while. And uh, yeah, I did not have time to dry my hair, nor do I really care that much, but I'm not profusely sweating. It's just still wet from my shower. So now that that is clear, we're going to get into seven things that make anxiety worse. So we're going to talk about the weather first and foremost. Typically when people think about their mental health getting worse in regards to the weather, we think of SAD, seasonal affective disorder. Um, We think of like the winter blues and people's mood shifting because they're not able to go outside so much in winter or go outside so much. Yeah. In the winter, you're staying inside. So depression can definitely be a a part of that, right? So that's what a lot of people think of when they're thinking of the weather kind of impacting mood or mental health. But it actually can be, and I've actually found it to be opposite here in Florida in the summer, my mood is really impacted because it's kind of opposite in the summer here in the South, especially here in in Tampa, Florida, 
we're not going outside as much because it's super humid. So you're kind of inside. So it's like the opposite effect. So a lot of people here kind of stay indoors and are, um, you know, keeping to themselves in the summer versus winter is really nice here. So a seasonal affective disorder <clears throat> is typically what we think of. And we don't really think of anxiety as being a piece of that, but the weather can definitely make anxiety worse. If you're an overachiever, a uh, type A person who is constantly trying to maximize their months, maximize their weeks, their days. There is that sense of urgency to make the most of and to maximize spring and summer. I mean, winter too, for sure. But yeah, so the weather can definitely play a piece, big role with making anxiety a little bit worse. People can kind of get caught up in maximizing or making the most of that season, like the spring or summer and doing the most that they can with their break or their time off with their friends and family. I'm seeing that a lot right now with my clients at Gonzaga. I work with quite a few clients over there. And so a lot of them are seniors and they're really just trying to, they're having a ton of anxiety about the weather's changing. That's just a very tangible reminder that things are coming and things are shifting and they're wanting to make the most of their time left there. And so instead of kind of enjoying it, they're stressing and they're super anxious about checking all these boxes and having a lot of, you know, FOMO, fear of missing out. Uh, and so the weather can definitely play a big role. So you don't just want to check the boxes in terms of being uber productive and having a ton of anxiety about that. You want to actually be able to enjoy these seasons and, you know, give yourself <clears throat> a little bit of grace with that too. The second thing speaking of my in-laws, God bless them, the overconsumption of news. <laughs> that's something that can most definitely make your anxiety worse. So if you suffer from that, you've ever kind of gotten into that trap, that's that's a thing. You can for sure make yourself anxious by overconsuming the news. The intention is to want to know what's going on. You're trying to keep up to date with what's happening in the world, right? That was the intentionality behind it. But guess what? Our news and our media has shifted so, so much. <clears throat> We're on a 24-hour news cycle now, which means that if you want to find drama, drama, you know, fear, it's there, right? It's, and it's always going to be on. It's always going to be there. <clears throat> They're not showing these feel-good stories on the news cycles, you know, Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, all of these big news outlets, um, that's not where the feel good stories are, right? Those are your local news. <laughs> Maybe there's the, the, the cute story about a kitty that got rescued or like a child that was found or something where you can be reminded of like, oh, there's decency in the world. There's, you know, there's good, there, there's good things that are happening too. But with the 24 hour news cycle, if you're, you know, a fan of putting on those outlets in the morning, <clears throat> It can be so, so overwhelming and so anxiety provoking to, especially once you wake up to start your day that way. My gosh, it's like, you're just instantly, your adrenaline, your cortisol are like, right? So we have to really protect our morning time, protect ourselves from all of this inundation as much as we can, because we already know we're going to get that throughout the day. We already know that you're going to be having conversations, stressful things are going to come up. Mistakes are going to be made. Things are going to be happening in the world. Um, you know, that stuff's not changing, but just being really mindful 
about your consumption of news and the time of day that you are consuming. So maybe reading the paper, throw, you know, throwback, reading the paper. Um, we had my in-laws here this for like the last 10 days. And that's something that's like so refreshing. I love it when we spend time with them because they're big crosswords people, you know, they love doing the crosswords. They love reading the paper and their care, you know, they care about current events and what's happening. Uh, but they they like to read the paper. So it kind of like slows the pace. So you're getting your information, but you're slowing the pace. And then we can have a conversation about it rather than if we have on, uh, you know, if we have on the news or something like that, and that news is blaring at you, and then you're trying to talk to your partner or somebody about it, and you're just kind of ranting and getting annoyed and piling on. It's like, it creates this environment. It's, it's just a, a lot of it being inundated with stress and anxiety and fear. So just be super mindful. If you're going to watch the news, how much are you really needing to watch, right? What are you trying to get from it? Can you put a time cap on that for yourself? So it's maybe 10 minutes in the morning. Um, maybe you're, you have an app on your phone that you're giving yourself access to. And then, you know, before bed, I would really limit that as well. Cause that can get the stress, <clears throat> stress levels right back up. So be, be really mindful of that. Definitely can cause anxiety. The third thing, not eating enough. <laughs> we know this, I think when our anxiety is heightened, we have to kind of like look at our environment and what's happening around us. So um, what season is it, right? Like, have I consumed a lot of news today? What did I have for, for lunch? Have I fueled my body enough for what I've been doing, my activity levels and things like that? Um, so just really being mindful of what you need throughout the day to have optimal brain function, energy levels, mood, focus. Um, and are you getting enough? Uh, are you getting enough of the right calories during the day. So that's definitely something to pay attention to. Like when my clients come to me and they're kind of stuck and there's a gap and they're just not sure like where it is. We, we always talk about nutrition and mental health. That's such a big, big piece of the, of the mental health puzzle is what are you eating? When are you eating? How much, you know, and how are these things kind of impacting you? So just being pretty mindful, like, are you snacking throughout the day? Like, how are these foods making you feel? Are you noticing that you're super lethargic and you want to take a nap after, or are you super irritable? Maybe you're not getting enough calories. Uh, so just, just paying attention to that. Not eating enough can definitely cause anxiety to, you're going to be irritable. <clears throat> you're going to be annoyed. Your decision-making is going to be impacted your mood for sure. And how you kind of interact with people throughout the day. So just being super mindful of whether or not you're, you're eating enough. And then with that, I will say coffee, <laughs> a lot of my, you know, people that I work with use caf use coffee and use caffeine as fuel to get stuff done. So they're super busy. Uh, they don't have quote unquote time to eat, or they're just on the go all the time. And I've definitely fallen into this trap too, where I just have coffee to go and I'm running around and doing things and, and then you notice that you are irritable or that things are kind of foggy, right? You start to like tap into what your body's messages are telling you. And I'm like, oh shit, I got to, you know, grab some food. So sometimes time can get away from you, right? But we have to kind of plan to, to eat enough 
<clears throat> and we can't depend on coffee as our sole source of, of fuel because that can definitely make our anxiety worse. I don't know if you've ever been to the point where you're super shaky and just everything is moving super fast. And if you're already an anxious person, I mean, coffee, drinking coffee does not cause you to be anxious, just to be clear, right? But drinking coffee, if you're already an anxious person and you already have uh, panic attacks or get super anxious throughout the day, coffee is going to not make that better. <laughs> coffee is going to exacerbate your symptoms, especially if you're combining <clears throat> drinking coffee and not eating enough, because guess what? You're not having that food and that digestion as a buffer for that caffeine, right? So that caffeine's just going in and your anxiety is just going to be through the roof. So just be super mindful of your coffee consumption. Like I mentioned, I'm trying to detox this week and go on the uh, dandelion root tree uh, train. Gosh, that's a mouthful. Um, but yeah, that's, that's super good. Just alternating with, I mean, I really like that because I like coffee so much and that's some resistance that I for sure get from clients, but I like coffee so much. I like the taste. I just love how it feels in my hand. And so if you're a ritual person like me, I'm definitely a ritual person. I like having something hot in my hand. I thought that had to be coffee all the time, to be honest. And it doesn't the dandelion root tea. I swear, I swear it's amazing. Cause it kind of froths and you could still put like a little bit of a little bit of heavy whipping cream in it. And I like froth it. So it feels like kind of like a treat, right? Like a latte um, or a cappuccino or whatever, but it's, yeah, it feels like a treat. And then it's, it's in your hand, it's warm and you're not getting any of that caffeine. Um, so you can feel good about drinking multiple cups a day versus coffee when you just can potentially be more anxious, kind of have a headache, uh, nothing wrong with coffee, but I think supplementing with tea could be helpful if you're really struggling with anxiety and want something else to kind of look at. Um, the fourth thing, well, the fourth thing, the next thing is skipping workouts. So as athletes and, you know, people who like to have high performance and are super active, if you're skipping workouts, that can definitely make your anxiety worse because it's going to have nowhere to go, especially if you're not doing like some of the, some of the, uh, ritual things that can really help with anxiety, like, uh, journaling, meditation, uh, yoga, breath work. If you're not doing that kind of stuff, sauna, cold training, um, and, and you're relying on your workouts as your sole outlet to release your anxiety and to get rid of some of that, lower some of that cortisol and adrenaline. Well, that, that kind of gets built up during workouts, but overall <clears throat> you're going to, your stress levels are going to be more imbalanced if you're working out. Right. Um, but if you're not getting that workout, you're skipping that workout for whatever reason, you get super busy, things come up, you're not prioritizing it, you sleep in, that's going to make your anxiety worse because you're going to, all this negative self-talk is going to seep in. You're going to feel like a piece of shit for missing your workout. Um, if it was something that you could have controlled, right. You're going to be kind of kicking yourself for that. And then things are going to spiral because then all of those, um, physiological and mental, um, symptoms are going to come into play, right? Like feeling lethargic, maybe your decision-making, your focus isn't as honed in as it usually is when you do have a workout. Um, that's what working out does, right? It like really, if you've ever noticed after a workout, 
Like I always do my podcast after workout because I feel super sharp, very clear, very focused. My energy levels are really good. My mood is good. I'm feeling proud of myself for getting that done. So our workouts really provide so much stability for us emotionally throughout the day. So if you're missing your workouts, you're going to be more anxious. The next thing that goes hand in hand with anxiety is sleep. (laughs) So I talk about this a ton, but if you're having poor sleep, your levels of anxiety are going to also be heightened, right? So all the things that kind of come with not eating enough, um, when, you know, you're irritable, you're more likely to kind of like snap at someone, your stress level, your stress response is going to be not as balanced. Uh, you're going to be fatigued. Your decision-making is not going to be great. You might just be trying to pick up your feet throughout the day. You're going to be feeling like you're moving slow physically and mentally. So that lack of sleep can really, um, really impact us and cause us to be anxious because yeah, it's like a catch 22, right? We get anxious, not sleeping well makes us anxious. And then when we're anxious, Oh, sorry. Logie's here. Hey, Logie, come here. You want to come say, Hey, for those of you guys watching the video, Logie's here. She's saying, what's up? Go lay down, lovey. Okay. Um, so we know that when we're not sleeping well, we get anxious about not sleeping well, right? Uh, if you've ever kind of been in bed, this happened to me a few nights ago, what happened? Oh, it was really hot here and we didn't have on the AC and I woke up super hot and I was like, oh no, it's already three o'clock and I have to be up in three hours. Then you start doing the math and it's like, oh, I fell into the trap, right? So once you kind of like look at the clock, it's an anxious battle to try to like get yourself back to sleep, knowing that you're playing that math game the whole time. So that can be super frustrating. So you're having a hard time sleeping, Look at some of these other factors that are happening throughout the day too. Everything kind of points back to one another, right? So are you getting too much news consumption, AKA too much screen time? Speaking of weather, like how is the temp in your house? Like maybe it can be colder, right? We know that we sleep better when it's it's colder. So looking at that, what have you eaten throughout the day? Did you eat too close to dinner? Did you not get enough? Did you get too much? And your digestion is not, not super on point. Did you work out right? Like looking at these different things that have happened throughout the day and trying to point to where it is that you're falling short with your, with your sleep. So that's, it's definitely an important thing to look at. The last thing that we're going to talk about that can make your anxiety worse is, I mean, from the inside out, right? So many things happen from the inside out and it's so important to look at your hormones. So hormone health, our hormones really dictate everything, right? So if we're, if we're imbalanced in our sex hormones, which are our estrogen and our testosterone, our stress hormones, cortisol, adrenaline, we have oxytocin, we have our thyroid hormones, T3, T4, and our thyroid stimulating hormone. So if any of those are off and you'll notice the, you'll notice subtle symptoms and not so subtle symptoms that your hormones are out of balance, right? Especially females, because we definitely have hormone imbalance throughout our cycle. So period pain, heavy periods, irregular mood, acne, sex drive. So then overlapping to men, 
If you're, you have a hormone imbalance that can impact your sex drive, erectile dysfunction, loss of muscle, hair loss, uh, weight gain loss, all those fun things. So if you're noticing those things, um, happening and you don't really have anything else to, to point to, that's so challenging too, right? Cause it's easy to kind of like rationalize one thing or another. Cause there's just so many moving pieces of things that we're doing throughout the day and, um, foods that we're eating and supplements that we're taking. So if you've kind of eliminated all that stuff and you're still kind of stuck and you're having, you know, severe anxiety, um, just really looking at your, at balancing your hormones, getting, getting blood tests, like getting, getting that done so that you can have a comprehensive blood panel, know what your levels are, know where you should be, have some baseline measurements and some goals, uh, rather than just kind of navigating your hormones blindly and hoping that things will just work out. But ultimately I think for all of the people that I work with, my anxious overachieving people, um, having more information, I think everyone would agree that, well, I won't say everyone, but for me personally, I'll speak for me personally, having more information, I'd rather have more information than not. Right. So I'd rather just have kind of a comprehensive view of my health. And then I get to dictate my decisions that I'm making for my body and for my mental and physical and emotional health. So the blood panel would be a good idea. And I've definitely had some pretty extensive blood panels done before, um, Dutch panels and different hormone, comprehensive hormone panels. And it's just really helpful to kind of have those numbers so that you can see where you're at. And then some things might, might make a little bit more sense to you. But ultimately, if you want to have better hormone health and balance your hormones, all the things that we talked about before are going to help with that, right? Like it's mostly diet and lifestyle and sleep. And it's what you put into your body, you know, your activity levels, like how you're treating your body, how you're nourishing it, that ultimately dictates your, your hormones and how your body's kind of choosing to respond. Right. So those are some really important tools to kind of be mindful of. I'm, I'm a big fan of access to, you know, accessing all that information and finding a really good practitioner that, you know, you vibe with, and that feels good for you because yeah, hormone health is really everything. When our hormones are all jacked up, it's like, it's so hard for us to function in a healthy way throughout the day. So yeah, highly recommend getting your hormones checked, getting your blood panels, getting the comprehensive blood panels done so that you can get your T3, T4, THS, um, all your stress hormones, the sex hormones, you can see like where your, where your levels are. So all of these things that make anxiety worse, just recap, we talked about the weather, news consumption, not getting enough nutrition throughout the day, skipping workouts, lack of sleep, coffee, and hormones. So all of these things contribute to anxiety and kind of gave a remedy for each of those. So hopefully this episode was helpful for you guys in some way. If it was, make sure you leave me a comment and subscribe to the podcast. 
Thank you guys so much for joining us on this episode of the Ready, Set, Mindful podcast. If you're enjoying the podcast, it would be so amazing if you subscribed, you left a review, or you shared this episode with a friend. It really does help. Get a free guide to manage your anxiety. Make sure to check out readysetmindful.com. If you're not following us, we are on Instagram at readysetmindful. If you're someone who is wanting to work together one-on-one, make sure you check out the link in the show notes. And I will see you guys on the next episode.